Okay, everybody, this is Emar Selpert Suth, the Sports Inquirer, and we're joined once again by Georgia Tech head coach Michelle Collier. And it's been a very active week or two weeks since we've last spoken. Uh, Michelle, we'll first start off. You have a new head of the program in a Jay Bat. Uh, how has that been for uh, you and the program, just having a new person uh, leading the Yellow Jackets? Yeah, no, Jay has been uh, super supportive. I think bringing in a lot of high energy uh, to the department. We're excited to see um, how he continues to help us reach high levels and, and continue to compete at a high level. Uh, so just uh, excited that was a fast transition. Uh, you know, I think that they did a great job um, and we, we know we're in good hands and we're ready to keep moving forward. Yeah, is it just you're in the middle, you're literally in the middle of your season right now in the middle of the academic year is one of the things where you, you have some more time to speak with them. And uh, I'm sure they'll tend some matches and things like that. Uh, but it's just how much interaction do you really have with him or even maybe some of the other supporting staff at this time? Yeah, no, I mean, we, we, uh, we had a head coaches meeting with Jay, uh, you know, I had a phone call with him and, and uh, he's planning on, on being here on Friday. So I'm sure we're, you know, he's hitting the ground running. He's got a lot to do. Uh, so he's going to be super busy and, and our job is to continue to represent Georgia Tech at a high level, uh, you know, and I, and I think that our focus is on on that, just continuing to do our part. He's missed the McCamish match and was not able to be there in person, but we haven't spoken since that contest. Obviously, the result on the court was maybe it was not what you wanted, but just what was the overall experience like for you to be on national television, to play the first time? ever on that court uh just overall impressions now that you stepped away from that experience yeah no I think it was great I think that we we're um you know so grateful for everybody that came out I think our, our marketing department did a great job and our facilities people put in a lot of work you, you know behind the scenes to, to put together a great um event and I think that the teams played really hard on the court and so I think it was a a win-win, even though we didn't get out of there with the result that we wanted. I think there was a, a well-played match um, and a, you know, just an amazing crowd. I think that for our program to feel that kind of support from, you know, just the Yellow Jacket family uh, means a lot. And we were definitely um, very grateful for, for what they did to us that day. I think that was a big step for our program. Um, I think it validated a lot of the things that we have been working for a long time to create and to continue to make it better. Um, you know, and, and it, and it was awesome. I think it was a great atmosphere. I think everybody there had a great experience. Uh, and we're, you know, we're looking forward to kind of continue to build on that and uh, see what the future holds here. Was there any one particular moment pre-match or even post-match maybe you heard from somebody? What, what, what are one or two just things you took away from, uh, that experience that you can uh, can share with us. Yeah, no, I think one, uh, just the energy and the environment was awesome. I think that, you know, that was one of our biggest concerns, moving such an important match away from O'Keefe um, and, in you know, away from just the privilege that we have of O'Keefe and the kind of energy that, that our facility and our, and our supporters bring um, in matches. And they, you know, they, they showed up and they were loud and they were supportive um, and they just uh, felt like they were having a great experience. There was a lot of positive energy in an environment. So I thought that that was awesome. Um, you know, and then I think just being able to to provide a high quality 
um, experience. You know, we had courtside seating. We had a, a pre-match. Uh, Did your club players show up? I need to talk about that. The what? The club volleyball players. You said that was a big uh, thing for you to have some of the yeah, younger, we had young kids. younger we had, kids there. Yeah. 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 We definitely had a lot of young kids there and, and a lot of volleyball supporters um, from the community, uh, you know, and we were able to do some some fancier things that that, that O'Keefe just doesn't allow us to do. But I think that still the same fun experience. You know, O'Keefe is pretty unique and it's awesome and we love it. Uh, and we're so grateful for it, but, and to be able to kind of just, I think we just exploded that kind of experience and we made it even bigger and better um, at McCamish, which was pretty cool uh, to see that, that the sport could get that kind of draw. Uh, you know, we had 3,400 people there, um, you know, and, and I think that it was it validated again, a lot of the things that we're doing as, as a program and that our players are working hard for. Um, and I was happy. I was happy for them, for that environment. Um, and they're just happy for our program. I think it was a, a big, a big step forward for us. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to, to connecting with more donors, to connecting with more alumni and continue to, to just grow um, the things that we need to do to, to stay at a high level. Any chances you go back to McCamish? I know Louisville's on the schedule. That's another uh, potential top 10 matchup. Uh, any, but maybe not, I know there are a lot of logistics that come with it, but Will do you see the future of having some more matches there? Maybe not even this season, but in the future, maybe NCAA tournament. If uh, hopefully you, you reach uh, that benchmark. Yeah, no, yes, it's definitely. I think we have proven that we can create a great environment over there. Um, I do think it has to be the right time and the right match, and I think that you know that match against Pitt was awesome. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't think it's it's something that we'll shy away from doing. Um, you know, but obviously there's a lot of factors that go into um, having that available and being able to do that. So, um, but I I do think that they won't be as unusual as, you know, they never happened before. Now that we've done it, I feel like it could be something that, that continues to happen in the future. Well, the team was able to rebound with the home win over Clemson and then uh, traveling to Duke to get victories over your last two matches. Uh, what does that show about the team? That, that, that pit match was disappointing, but the, the comeback and really take care of business against uh, two conference opponents over these last two matches. No, I think I was very pleased the way that we competed against Clemson. I thought that we, you know, we talked about a couple of things um, against Pitt that we want to continue to, to make it better. Um, and I think that we, we definitely were able to do that at, against Clemson, just with our demeanor on the court, the things that we wanted to do as a team. Um, you know, and then at the Duke match felt like we had we had some great moments. We started the match really well. I don't know that we finished. Um playing at the same level that we started but uh but I think that those are all things that we got to continue to work on together and inside the locker room and we talk about them and you know we keep trying to find ways to to make them better uh and so we're committed to to becoming the best team that we we can possibly be uh you know and there are things that we need to do a little more consistent there are things that we got to continue to do there are things that we got to stop doing uh, and we got to stop, stop continuing to have open communication with our players about what we want, how we want to do these things and how we want to go about competing at a high level and being teammates and being a team. Uh, so this season has been good because I think that we never really shy away from even when we win, you know, we identify some things that we can get better at. And when we lose, we also uh, identify some things that we did really well and some things we got to continue to keep getting better. So uh, 
think that that's where we are, constant evolution. Yeah, and hopefully we're going to speak with Aaron Moss this week uh, before the BC matchup. Uh, during at the Madhu contest, she had uh, four kill, no, eleven kills, uh, four blocks, mm-hmm. I think, which matched a career high. Uh, what about her development and uh, just her growth as a senior and providing you the, that two way play uh, as a middle? Yeah, no, I think Aaron continues to grow with her game and continues to grow and who she is as as a leader for this team. Uh, you know, and, and she's doing great things. She works really hard. Uh, she's a great leader by example. Uh, and it's been great to see just her transition and, and you know, how much better she keeps getting um, every year. Uh, you know, and I'm excited. I'm excited to for her to continue to develop that and continue to be an impact for our team. I'd be remiss if I did not bring up the viral moment at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Oh. <laughs> we got to, we got to see your athletic skills, and I hope it wasn't one take. Uh, but uh, the video showed you had, with the the spike or no a set, not a spike, a set uh, yeah. into the basket. Uh, first, what was the inspiration for that? Uh, did you play basketball in the past, and what about the reception that has received not only from uh, the volleyball? But I saw other athletic programs and people retweeting it and on Instagram and everywhere else. No, no, that was, you know, we, we get to facilities and we always try to, you know, when we're waiting around, we always try to play some games or, uh, you know, throw the ball around, bus around. So we thought that that was a, maybe a hard thing to do. And, and uh, some of the girls start doing it. And so I was, I was sitting down, I was watching and I was like, Oh, maybe I'll, I'll go try too. And so, but it, it, it took a lot of tries. I mean, Tyler, uh, <laughs> our video guy, was out there just waiting for the perfect moment. And, uh, you know, the girls had to go warm up. We couldn't get it done. And then they all had to go warm up. And I was like, well, while you guys warm up, I'm going to keep trying here. And so. Uh, so it wasn't, it was, so it's, was it one take? Give up. <laughs> so it was not one take? I thought it was one take. That's what I no, said. No, we were joking. There is no way it was one take. Uh, <laughs> uh, I took away the magic of it. But no, did you, yeah. did you, ever, play, did you ever play basketball uh, in your youth or any other sports? I don't think we ever talked about that. Yeah. I know volleyball was your big focus, but I'm sure you try some other things. Yeah, I know I did some things growing up, just uh, gymnastics, you know, huh? um, uh, handball in Brazil is a, is a big uh, sport down there. Uh, volleyball played a little bit of basketball but very young like just not you know like in the little sports schools you would say uh swimming you know so those are all in in brazil i think it's 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 typical for you to grow up in a athletic club setting that you have a membership that you pay for and then you take all kinds of classes um as you go and so sports it's it's always a big thing on your day-to-day over there especially when you're younger and then obviously it gets you know, probably around 12, 13, that's when it started to be just volleyball. Um, but yeah, so it's just something that it's kind of been on our growing up, it's we've just kind of been exposed to, uh, enjoy watching, uh, you know, but definitely uh, don't consider myself, I'm, I'm probably better at it, bumping it than uh, <laughs> maybe throwing it, so. <laughs> but you, know, you bring up a good point though, and I, I like to ask other coaches about this, uh, with their athletes and uh, with the youth sports, it's so focused, especially at the club level, where it seems like when you're five or six years old, you're determined to play only one sport. Uh, but do you think it's good for an athlete to play different sports as they're coming up? And do you are you attracted to that as far as recruiting? If, a, if one of your athletes maybe plays a basketball or a soccer, a tennis, maybe another sport to show that maybe they 
have a diversity in their athletic game? Yeah, I think I'm a big supporter of allowing kids to play um, a variety of things as much as possible. Obviously, it gets to a point where it really needs to specify if they're kind of going uh, to the next thing. So, um, you know, but I, but I do think we are specializing early. Uh, and a, a lot of times I think sometimes youth, youth sports are not as accessible as maybe they need to be or, you know, in schools maybe um, they need to, you know, there needs to be more options there or something like that. But I, but I do think that kids benefit from cross-training, playing different sports, developing different uh, strengths and weaknesses. And, uh, but obviously you do have to, you know, if you want to play in college and if you want to kind of continue to elevate your level, there is going to be a point where you're going to have to focus on that sport. Uh, but even within that sport, you know, not focusing on positions very early in their careers, just being able to really play the game and, and develop a little bit and learn about all phases of the game, I think can be helpful. Do you find that where a, a, play, a player, which he's like 10 years old, is like, you're going to be a right side and that's all you're going to play or you're going to be a libero and that's all you're going to do. Do you find that? Or do you find that you have some coaches that will let players try different positions and different spots on the court? I think you see both, but I think you, you are seeing a lot of the early specialization uh, which is unfortunate, but that's kind of, you, you know, as, yeah. as a parent, you kind of have to find the right fit and, and where you go and, uh, you know, how they're going to develop your fundamental skills. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things that go into a skill of a sport uh, that's beyond just playing that sport. So I think just uh, understanding that and, and allowing your kids to just grow in that environment, um, yeah. it's really important. Well, I was just talking with like on within volleyball, sticking with that um, as a player. Is it just like a height thing or it's like you're going to be a libero or you can do this at eight, nine years old. You're going to be a setter. Uh, but do you but do you uh, like allow do you see people allowed to maybe try playing right side, try being a middle, even though, you know, you may not uh, be that great at it, but at least you get to experience it. Do you see club coaches and high school coaches trying to do that? Or just so set on? Uh, no, I think you see both. Um, yeah. I think you see both. But I do think that kids are specializing a little younger maybe that, than they should. I think they all learn and develop at different stages. Um, you know, some kids continue to grow until they were 16. Other kids, when they were 14, they were, you know, they're already at the height that they need to be. Or even their cognitive, like, responses, hand-eye coordination, like, all these things are you know, everybody's their own individual person. And so they're all going to develop at different times and some, sometime putting too much expectation on a kid at a, at a young point or putting too little expectations on a kid on a young point. I think that can kind of hurt them and, and not let them kind of follow their, the process that it takes for them to be as good as they can be. Um, but I think having fun and really enjoying what you're doing, it's the number one thing for kids uh, to make sure that they're getting the most out of where they're at, you know, so really being something that the kids are a, a little more like, oh, I want to do this, or this is fun, or, you know, I get to go to practice, and I get to go do these things, you probably, you want to make sure that that's happening, uh, so that the coaches are able to get the, the best out of them, you know, if they're, they don't really enjoy what they're doing, and the environment that they're in, then it can be pretty hard to, to develop. I just want to see tall liberos or short middles. Like we don't see that enough. It seems like a, you kind of get set in a position. I know there's, I know there's height and athleticism that gets in the way of that. 
But why do you? I would like to. I, I joke, but it seems like liberos, even setters, tend to not have as much height than uh, some of the other players. Because do you notice that as well? Like, have you found tall liberos, maybe a five eleven or a six footer that plays that spot? Yeah, yeah, there there are, but they're rare. Um, I know it's just kind of yeah. like running backs, or you know, like specific positions that have usually you know as the taller you get the more physical um yeah. kind of your position so there's different places on the court that kind of could benefit from height or could benefit from speed you know could benefit from leadership and, and thinking so all of that uh obviously the height doesn't determine that but um you know a lot of times you can't teach height either so they can yeah. they can help you a lot in a lot of situations Fair enough. All right. And now you have Boston College coming up on the 21st, uh, a team that up and down season, but coming off a big win at uh, NC State, they contain a players like uh, Kate Brennan, who leads a conference in hitting percentage and Sophia Lambros second in uh, aces per set. So a team that offensively can present some challenges to you and are coming off of a win. So what are your thoughts on the Eagles as you prepare for them? Yeah, these guys have have always presented a lot of uh, challenges for us when we play them. Uh, they play fast. Uh, you know, they're a team that really doesn't give up. They kind of, they hang in there and they stay in there. And they, I mean, that NC State match, you could see they had a couple of things that were adversity to them. One of their players that was, you know, probably scoring the most of the, a lot of the points at that time got, got hurt. And she, they had to sub somebody out. They had one of their uh, top scorers from Friday night to Sunday not play. And so, I mean, this is a team that really, I think it's fighting hard. Um, they have good team chemistry. They have good momentum. I think that they just really enjoy competing, um, you know, and these guys are, they're hard to beat. I mean, they're, they definitely expose a lot of the things that we need to continue to get better against, um, you know, and so it's always a tough matchup for us. All right. Well, Michelle, thank you for your time. We greatly appreciate it. And good luck this weekend against the Eagles and the Orange. Thank you.